What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. 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 Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We are so excited. And if you are watching us on YouTube, you know why we're excited because we have a special guest in the building. Now, before we get to our special guest, I want to welcome everybody back. Thank you so much for our uh, continuous listeners, our loyal listeners. We love you guys. You guys are really showing out for us, showing out, showing up, blowing up our email box, letting us know all the questions that you have. And of question that we get very consistently is how do I build good credit? Mm. So we wanted to bring an expert in to talk about good credit. Now, before we get to Duran and his beautiful story, Carter, how are you doing? Because if you guys on YouTube, you can see it's it's just Carter and I today. We're holding it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the father's gone. Um, uh, but George is, is, is out uh, sick right now. So we're going to hold it down, keeping me our prayers. But I'm feeling great. You know, I'm, I'm in a beautiful LA. The sun just came out and there's no such thing as winter out here. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How y'all doing over there? Good, good. Well, without further ado, we have Doreen Delevante. And I don't even want to speak for you on all of your expertise, right? I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to let you do your own introduction. <laughs> okay. So um, I won't do the long version, but I'm Doreen Delevante. I am your consumer expert. I teach you how to delete anything from your consumer report. It doesn't matter what account it is using consumer law. So with consumer law, I teach you how to take your power back and learn the ins and outs of credit, the real truth about credit, so you can put your family and your finances in a position to have the power to purchase. Let's go. Mm, let's go. And, and, and that man's practiced that intro. That's that, that's a good intro right there. I love that. I love that. <laughs> let's go. Okay. So before we talk about your story and how you got to become an expert, can you tell us really quickly? Because I feel like consumer law may be a little bit intimidating for people who are trying to like rebuild their credit or figure out how their credit works. So can you kind of break down consumer law in an easy way for people to understand it? Oh, it's not so intimidating. 100%. Consumer law is the best and most effective way to delete anything from your consumer report. Because literally, I will teach you that late payments are illegal, utilizations are illegal, um, you can get paid for repossession, you can get paid for collection. Like, there is so much about consumer law that people don't know because you don't know what you don't know. And then ignorance of the law is no excuse. So even though it's there in plain sight, it's comprehending their words. Once you're able to comprehend their words, not understand their words, comprehend their words, get the right meaning, pull their words apart and get it, you're going to see consumer law is the best thing ever created. Okay, so I'm getting unofficial trying to act official attorney vibes. Is that what I'm hearing? No. No? You're just talking, you, what you're hearing is a consumer, a person who understands, not only understand, because before when I was ignorant, I was under their laws. But with a higher level of comprehension, it changes the perspective and the paradigm of how you view their words. So I'm going to give an example. What do you think the word person is? Uh, individual. What type of individual? Uh, uh, I don't know. A human. Uh, <laughs> a human? Right? But under the law, a person means an individual, corporation, government agency, governmental entity, a trust, 
most cooperative. A person has six to seven other meanings. So when the regular person believes that a person is you and I, humans, in the law and in their language, person means several other things. So how do you know which one they're referring to when they say certain, um, when they use certain words? Like, for instance, getting rid of um, late payment, right? In the law, it says, except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include transactions slowly the transaction or experiences between a person or between a a consumer and the person making the report. When you hear that, a, a person might think, well, it's a consumer and a person, a regular consumer and a person, flesh and blood, they're referring to, but they're not. They're talking about experiences or transactions between the consumer, you, and a corporation that's reporting that information. That part of the information is not included in your consumer report. We're going to dive deep in it when I prove to you that late payments are illegal, but it's just comprehending their language. When you're able to break it down, you're going to see it totally different. Okay. Okay, so let's say that, that's that's very interesting, right? Because again, I, I'm a proponent. I study taxes, right? And you don't know what you don't know, and they put all they put all these things in in a book, but they know you're not going to open it and read, right? So they they they're, they're banking, something. Yeah, they're they're banking on your ignorance. So if if I'm a consumer and I come to you, like if if I want to get things removed from my credit, right? Huh, I'm gonna stop you right there. In the FCRA, which is the Fair Credit Reporting Act, 15 USC 1681, the word "remove" isn't there. The word delete is there. Mm. Ask for the wrong things. They'll take it off, but then it goes right back because we're asking for removals versus deletion. Didn't mean to cut you. Whoa. No, Whoa. Wait. That was, that was wait. real. Okay. I was going to ask you to explain your story to us about how you got here. And that was going to help us figure <laughs> out that you're the expert. Uh, delve into like finding out that you're the expert, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I do want to hear your story. Like what, what got you into learning about this? Like I think that's very important for people understand what got you into wanting to learn about. Have you ever been denied for credit? Yeah. Have they ever told you you needed a co-signer? Yeah. Have they told you you can't get this apartment? Yeah. Is you, uh, have you ever had an 18 or 20% interest rate on a used 2007 Nissan Altima where you're making a $586 a month payment plus 300 in insurance, which you're paying now for a, a Mercedes Benz for a used 2007 Nissan Altima? Yo, yo, I had a 26% interest rate on a, on a 2009 Dodge Charger. My, my, my note was like $10 a month. It was disrespectful, bro. Yeah. Enough was enough. I was tired of it. Enough was hey, enough. Hey, I like that. Enough was enough. For those of you listening, I hope enough is enough, okay? Now, before you tell us more about your story, we got to jump into a commercial break, okay? So, for those of you who don't know, we have the Melanin Millionaires Club. That is our community group where we mm-hmm. talk all things wealth building, entrepreneurship, and becoming a millionaire, okay? So, everything you're listening to tonight is going to be paramount on your journey to seven figures okay mm, Frank, please tell us more about your 26 percent interest rate on your 2017 uh, so something even better later on it's because we're talking about melanin wealth and the journey to seven figures i'm gonna give you all a whole seven figure play on consumer law and then i'm gonna multiply it by three. Oh, i mean i'm about to get my notepad out right now Hold yeah make it <laughs> simple. Down, king. Uh. <laughs> for me okay make it simple explain I'm gonna, I'm gonna it to me like play. i'm six years old okay? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a whole play later on so write that down make 
make sure we before we end this podcast, make sure that I give y'all the seven figure play. Okay, I got oh, we're not gonna forget that. Okay, <laughs> it's all right that we match the energy. Yeah. So, all right, born and raised in Jamaica, right? Not Jamaica, Queens, Jamaica, Jamaica, right? Island boy, right? <laughs> and um, moved here when I was twenty. I came on a school work and travel program. I was in school studying biochemistry to go to med school. So I decided that I said, "Mom, I'm not coming back home." She says, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I'm not coming. Back. I'm staying here." You know, moms. Oh my God, you don't know anybody there. You don't have family. So I'm not. I'm gonna figure it out. So I knew nobody at the time. I was making what was it like eight dollars and twenty five cents um an hour, right? And um I lived in New Hampshire at the time. So um my godfather, mom got his number and said, "Hey, all right, your godfather is there. I'm gonna give you his number. Please, please, please stay in contact with him." So I called him. I told him what I wanted to do. He said, "All right, come to New York." Boom, come to New York. I got a job at a Five Guys. I was a beast shaking French fries. Don't play with my skills. <laughs> right. So got a job at Five Guys. I'm shaking them French fries. Um, then I decided that, okay, I'm not doing this green card thing anymore. So I joined the military and got my citizenship like five or six months later. Um, moved back to... Wait, 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 Is that like a shortcut? Yeah. You need a green card? Yes. Yeah. No, no. You have to have your green card first. Okay. But if you want to become a citizen, the quickest hack is to join the military. You don't have to wait the seven years as everybody else. You can get it like in a matter of months. Like, so it was five months for you? Yeah. Five, five. I didn't even hold my green card for like a year. Okay. Green card, military, citizenship. I like that. He's like, <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, you, hey, you move fast, King. I, lo- I love that. I love that. You that's that's okay. speed, bro. It's that's that's speed. You already know. So yeah, um, joined the military and that was 2012. Moved back to New York. Um, got a gig now with the military full-time because I'm reserved because I'm National Guard. But I got a full-time spot. They call it active reserve or in some cases state active duty depending on the type of orders you're on. Now, without going into all of that, fast forward, um, wanted to get a car again. Boom. No. Needed a co-signer. I'm like, what's up with this credit and this co-signer stuff? Because in Jamaica, the credit system isn't like here. It's not? No. You either, you either have your money or you don't. Or if you don't have your money, you need to know people that can stand security for you. Okay. So if you have land, a home, or um, collateral, you can use that to go use it and secure a line of credit that you can use to do whatever, right? So student loan, co-signer again, like you don't have no credibility. You're just coming out of high school, like college. So your mom has to stand security or your dad, but like, that's it. It's not like here. Nobody's pulling a FICO score to see, oh, okay, okay. All right, we're going to give you $300,000 to go to med school. No, you either got your money or you get a scholarship or that's it. Okay. So coming, like people here, like they don't know how blessed they are. People here don't know how blessed they are. And I see it every day because it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. It's hard. But when you're on the outside looking in, you're like, they, they don't even know. They don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. We were just talking about like, it's we, we like, we've been here so for so long and you like live in, you know, nice places like LA, New York, whatever. You don't realize how blessed you are compared to other areas of the world. That's why like, I think traveling is so important to get help you gain perspective on, on how blessed you are. So fast forward now, I deployed to Kuwait and that year I read 140 books. Books, right. What? So yeah, I was averaging five books a month. Like what, a kind, book. of, what kind of books? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, um, Out Within the Devil. Um, I just bought that. I gotta check that out. Highly successful. Yo, if enough was enough, is <laughs> <a laughs> enough was enough as a person, I swear. I'm I reading swear. books on taxes. You know who Tom Wheelwright is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I read dude, you should know that um uh what's the book called? Tax Free Wealth. Yeah, it's all on taxes. It is about 400 pages. Read it front to back, bro. Like you you know that book. I was so hungry for 
for information. I needed a change. Uh, dude, I'm tired of being denied. I'm tired of being told no. You need a co-signer. You're not qualified. Like, no more. I only want yeses. So that first year, I built out my first 800. Wasn't even in the country. So when I hear people here talking about, you know, they can't do this and credit, bro, I built out a whole 800 in Kuwait in the middle of the desert. That's, that's nuts. And I, and I love what you said about like taking responsibility for whatever situation you're in. I think that's so important. So many people get into the victim mentality of like, people told me, no, I got to soak in it. And, you know, you're just a representation of, like you say, when enough is enough, you need to figure out what can I do to what change the situation, it? right? And, and information changes situations. So I think that's so important that you just took it upon yourself to read these books, to get the information, to become the person that you needed to, to have the success that you want. So what does no mean? You can't, I mean, you can't have it. Next opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that really applies to credit, though, because I hate when people are like, oh, I'm just so scared to apply. I'm just so scared to. I'm like, why? What is the worst that will happen? Bruh, the worst I, that will bruh. happen is they will tell you no. But let me tell you why being told no is such a blessing when it comes to your credit. OK, it's such a blessing because now you, you, you're you going to jump to the consumer law part. Wait, they have, to tell, you you, they have to tell you they have to tell you by law, why by law they told you no. No, by law, they have to tell you why they told you no. So you know why that's the best way um, to ask for something that you don't know if you're gonna like get accepted because they are gonna tell you the exact reason, right? If you go Simple. up to a girl in the club, the right? If you go up to a girl in the club and you're like, "Hey, what's up? Can I get your number?" And she says no. She may or may not give you a reason why, right? But if you apply for credit and they're like, "Nah, fam, you denied," they're gonna mm -hmm. tell you exactly mm -hmm. why they said no. So then you go fix exactly what's wrong. Oh, that's them. Fix. They're gonna tell you why you got denied it's so easy fix the shit they just told you why you got denied delete them like it is the simplest formula ever i've built out the 800 three times in one year three times build it out in kuwait came back leverage it leverage it again build it out leverage it build it out again and i'm in the process of doing the same thing right now i literally just like well i'm not cursing today but yeah. i literally yeah. just wrecked my 800 i think now i'm at a 740 or a 7 hey, you, you consider that wrecked right <laughs> yeah because like dude when you have a 800, it gets boring. Thank you. What am I going to do with it? It's 800. So what? Big deal. It, and I think that's so important. I want to hit on this point because so many people go bragging about I have an 800 credit score. What I was taught is if you have an 800 credit score, that's a problem because that means you're not you're not utilizing you're not using it. Yeah, you get this score, but you're not using it to get go get funding, go get uh you know assets or whatever. So like I tell people all the time, getting an 800 is cool, but you don't want to keep it because that means you're not doing anything with it. You just have this glorified number that you're not using. Using. Yep, I, I, you are correct. And I think you would know best, like, what is that number where you stop getting better rates? Like, so between, I'd say what I've seen, between when you when you hit um, excellent, well, not excellent is 800 above, but when you hit very good, when you pass like 750, 760, the rates are kind of the same, right? Yeah, I feel like the rates are 750. Yeah. yeah, you're in between 1 and 3%. Okay, but yeah. what what is it? What are you doing with it? Am I just looking at it? Oh my God, 800. No, bro, that's potentially two, 300 thousand dollars worth of funding right now. I'm running a whole credit card sequence on that. Nice. So, okay, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, th let's take a step back and try to help the person who is like in your shoes, where you were. They mm -hmm. keep getting denied. They're trying to figure it out. All right, so let's start there. So what would be the first step for somebody who was in your position back in the day? Unlearn. Unlearn every single thing you thought you knew about credit and relearn the real truth about credit. And this is where a shift of the mind comes in. It, before you start anything, you have to have a paradigm shift. Because you see, when 
when I said enough was enough, that's what changed me from a victim mentality to a hunter mentality. I got hungry for information because I needed information to change my situation. I wanted to come in, Mr. Delavante, have a seat. Here's a bottle of water. These are the choices. I want that. I don't want this. You know, when you go in a dealership and they do this, you know, you're not getting approved when, when they do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. a co-signer or you're not getting approved. When they raise the hand like this, like, oh, bro, you know, you're not getting approved. When it's down, everything's great with your paperwork. But the minute you see this. The hand raise. <laughs> just know you are not getting approved. <laughs> so it's when you when you learn these things, you're learning what banks pull from where, what credit score they need, what credit union is pulling from here. You know now that this dealership pulls from this bank. So now you're able to run a sequence of 15 cars in 30 days if you want to build out your tour of fleets off of just three or one inquiry. When you know that type of stuff, you're able to move and operate differently. Okay. Okay. So, so, so if, if we have to break it down in steps, right? So, so, because I want to make sure our listeners are getting the value and able to take action on the information that we're giving. So, so step one would be unlearn. What would step two be to like get to go on this journey to building up the, the, your purpose? All right. So this is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but you need mentorship. And I have the best consumer law mentorship, hands down. Unless you're going to read 140 books like I did and figure it out and read laws every night, the shortest path to success is mentorship. And oftentimes we overlook the importance of mentorship. And we've had mentors throughout our whole whole life. Because when you were a baby, you watched what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. You started holding on and standing up. You start making the step. That's mentorship. You go to school. The teachers teach you how to write, how to draw. That is mentorship. But somewhere along the line, I don't know where, the disconnect happened where you think now that you need to figure out everything on your own. That is not the case. So so many people want to go to YouTube University to learn everything. And YouTube is great. It's going to find us there. Yeah. what I'm saying? This, what y'all are bringing now, it's going to be on YouTube for them to learn from it. But that's just one part. You need to comprehend the whole picture. I think that's good. And I think let's speak specifically to people who are aspiring billionaires, right? Let's talk about those habits and what those people need. Because I think that what happens is, at least here in America, and you can kind of tell us a little bit about Jamaica, I would like to know. But here in America, when you turn 18, it's like, oh, you an adult, like figure it out. So that's how our society is is structured, right? Do you agree with that? Society is that, okay, at 18, you grown, figure it out. So I think that's where we make that shift from like, oh, mentorship, let me teach you, let me hold your hand to now you're an adult, go figure it out. But I think, and Carter, let me know if y'all agree with this. I think that throughout life, you figure out that you're always learning. You're always growing. You're always changing. Like mm-hmm. there's way more information to read in more books. And it's like, okay, we've got to keep reading, right? And there's there should not be a point when you stop in your personal growth, okay? So for those who are listening and who are like, yo, I really want to, you know, break this, this cycle in my family. I want to reach the next level. I want to make seven figures. I think you've got to realize like that this paradigm shift is huge. So don't think that you ever should try to go it alone and try to figure everything out on your own. You know, stick with the mentorship, <clears throat> stick with the help. Yeah. No, I would say it's really simple. Like, oh, you know, a wise man, a wise woman, you know, uh, a, a smart, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from his, the mistakes of others. Yeah. So why would I go and trip and fall over and over and over again when I can have a mentor say, hey, watch out for that that crack in the ground. Hey, watch out for, you know, for, for, for that, for that roadblock. 
block, right? So I think it's, it's I think it's so important that you have a mentor in every aspect of your life because it's going to help you get to where you want to go so much faster. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to get successful solely, right? Success loves speed. So like, I think having a mentor is, is, is so important to help guide you um, so you don't have to make the same mistakes they made. Yeah, but for you to be, so you saying both is considered one of the fastest men in the world. You think he got fast by himself? Of course not. He had a coach. Yeah. Every day, this man was grinding. Phelps, I think he's the closest thing we have to Aquaman. Yeah, right? yeah facts. <laughs> they had coaches. So why don't we think we need coaches for things like finances, business, and credit? I don't get where the disconnect is. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to figure it out because I'm going to save $1,000. You just cost yourself $100,000 by being cheap on your own education. Oh, now, 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 you, now you hit pain points. I tell people all the time, man, don't look at how much the investment cost. Look at how much it costs you not to make that investment. Right? That. Jay-Z says this, poor people know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. And I'm not out here just calling people poor people. When I say poor, poor in mindset, we're all rich. We're all wealthy. We all have abundance. But what's different in the whole 24 hours that everybody has, the mindset, how are you using those 24 hours? We all got the same. It's the only thing we all have the same amount of. Mm-hmm. I'm not an athlete. I'm not. My knees hurt. <laughs> I can't play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not my thing. So we're all created different with different skills, but we do have what? The quantifiable same amount of time. So when you hit your seven figures or double seven figures, why should I be envious of you? Because you use eight to 10 hours a day to build your mind, to develop yourself. So you are an extremely high achiever. You as a female in this space, hitting seven figures, knowing that anything is possible. You really don't need a husband or boyfriend or girlfriend for nothing. Like anybody that's coming to you have to match your status or more. So when when you're able to step with this type of confidence, to some people, it's intimidating, but we all can do it. So when I see you driving a rave or you in that new Ferrari or you're like, oh, how did they get that? Have you thought about what it took? The scars on their back, the overdrafts on their account when they're invested in mentorship, the credit cards that got shut down because we maxed the shit out to invest in mentorship. But now you see an end product, but you never saw the journey. Mm-hmm. Hey man, that, I just got goosebumps off, the, off, the, off that, man. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was so real because again, man, people, people see the success, but they don't see the work put underneath it. Just like the iceberg, right? They don't see the work that's underneath it. And I think it's easier for people to get envious than it is for them to ask, like, what did it take for that person to get what they got? Right. And I think if we, especially, you know, as black people, if we can shift our mindset to instead of, so instead of being envious, be, become educated and understanding why, how that person got successful, what they did, and just follow the steps they took. Like, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Just put some rims on it and, and keep it moving, right? So uh, I think that's so important, especially for our people, man, just to look at what somebody has and not become angry, but instead become a student, I think that that's going to be life-changing for everybody. I think that's really life-changing um, for everybody to take a look at that. And when you, going back to your, your journey, did you have anything on your consumer report that you needed to delete? A lot. You had a lot? Yeah, I didn't know. I was maxed out. I, I only had three credit cards at the time. Heavily maxed out. <laughs> Heavily maxed out. Um, it was late payments, um, collections, uh, late payment collections, 
high utilizations. And it was something else. I can't remember what it was. But those was the anchor that was just holding my ship from going. So then I started learning. I invested in myself. I read all the books, start taking courses. What is this credit stuff? Why is it so important? Learn the history. And then I said, hmm, if I am able to control what is being seen, I control the score this consumer report generates. It was like, bro, how do I control the narrative? How do I control what the underwriters see when I'm not in the room? Mm. And then I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So I joined Recession Proof, right? With him 500. And um, this one night I was on there, he brought on this brother called Umar. Shout out to Bureau Bullies. And um, Umar, this dude is speaking some stuff that I'm like, bro, this is what I've been talking about. I never knew what it was, but I know there must have been something. So I started listening. And that episode, I watched it 10 times. It was an hour long. So I watched it 10 times. This is what I said. We all have the same 24 hours. How do you spend your time? You feed your mind the things you want to become, right? You feed your mind garbage, you're going to become garbage. You can't you can't plant a corn seed and accept to reap peaches. It don't yeah. work like that. You plant corn, you get corn. You plant peaches, you get peaches. It's just the way it works. It's a natural law. So I started consuming information. So now I'm in law. I'm on corner law. I'm buying um, NCLC books. That's the National Consumer Law Center book. I'm buying these books. I have over 30 books on credit in my um, in my library. Dude, in 2019, I owned no books. Today, I have close to 600 books in my library. So I spend a tremendous amount on my education, right? So I started learning, 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 learning. And I'm like, hmm, case laws. Okay, this guy did this. This guy said this. They referred this law. I'm going there. I'm reading this law. And I'm you while I'm doing this, I'm using it on me. And the shit works. <laughs> <laughs> I found something. I literally found something. Right. So now I know that I control what gets seen, what gets reported. I know that a late payment is illegal. I know that a utilization is illegal. So if I don't want something on there, I get it deleted. Now, speaking of deletion, hey. one second, do, you, do is there like any hacks that you can give our audience on how to delete something like quickly? Right. It's using their language, using their words. Okay. You have to use their laws, their language their words. We can't hack it. Okay. If you speak Mandarin and I speak Spanish, are you going to comprehend what I'm saying to you? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. My point is okay, So you can use their language against them to get the things deleted. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay, okay, step one, figure out the lingo. Yes, that's what I teach in the mentorship. You now need to learn how to break down their words. Gotcha. Break I mean, down their sound, words. It sounds easy. It is. <laughs> that's, why I said, that's why I said attorney unofficial kind of activist. <laughs> so you now break their words apart. All right, let me. You want me to? Who wants me to prove that a late payment is illegal? I mean, it's proof. Let's, let's go. Let's go. And if I can't prove it, I owe you a hundred dollars. I am a man of my word. I want a thousand. <laughs> we'll go for a thousand. No, right, let's go. So, are you willing to give me a thousand dollars if I prove it? Though? Is that what we said? No, nah, I don't think I don't think that was the dollars. I think you just think if you can't explain it, you know, what I'm saying you'll give us some money. You know, what I'm saying that's what I think. I have. All right, um, pull your smartphone up. Okay, type into Google 15 USC 15 USC mm-hmm. 1681A 16. 1681 A. 15, I'm sorry, yes, 15 USC. 16, okay, 1681A. It's going to bring you to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, um, definitions and rules of construct. Okay. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter 
in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances, to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm gonna share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention if you sign up today, you're gonna to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. I'm right here. All right. Scroll down to number two, which says exclusion. Yeah. I right, read what exclusion says. To me. Report containing information solely as to transactions or well, read what exclusion itself says. Ah, okay. Accepts as provided in paragraph the term consumer does not include subject to section uh, 1681S of the title. And keep going. You see how you just read that? Yeah. I just missed so many bars. I don't know. What, I don't even know what I read. When you read it, then I'm going to go over it the way I read it. And we're going to see, and you're going to see something totally different. So I'm going to let you continue. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to start from the top. Except yes. as provided in paragraph, the term consumer report does not include subject except, subject to section 1681S, um, three of the title, report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between consumer and the person making the report. All right, so we're going to stop there. Okay. What did you get from that? I don't know what I just read at all, to be you honest. You want me to read it for you now? Please. <laughs> except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not so Congress says consumer report. Click on the word consumer report and tell me what the word consumer report means. It has a definition. Um, in general, the term consumer report means any written, oral, or other communication of any information by a consumer reporting agency bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, general reputation, personal characteristics, or mood of living, which is used or ex expected to be used or collected in the whole part uh, for purposes of serving as a factor 
factor in establishing the consumer eligibility for credit or insurance. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So you now know what your consumer report means. And you know when you go apply for credit, that's what they're pulling. There is nothing in there that says a FICO score. Or do I need hearing aid? Did you hear anything that says a FICO score in there? No. Good. So now let's go back to the, um, uh, number two. Okay. So finish again. So continue. Right, continue from where? We're going to start over. This is me reading now with you. Okay. So, okay. So, so, um, the ex, ex, except as provided in paragraph, the term consumer report does not include. What does C- does not include mean? I'm going to interrupt you a lot now. Yeah. 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 You see, you're reading for a sentence. Right. I read for words. Got you. Okay. So it says not include. What does does not include mean? I'm We're having a wedding, right? I'm proposing now. We're having <laughs> a wedding. You are not included. What does that mean? Um, I'm not invited. I'm not there. I'm not, included. not allowed. Yeah. So what we're doing, you have no part in it. You are not included. Yes. Yeah. All right. Bet. So continue from there. Let's see. Um, not included. Okay. Subject to section 1681S3 of the title report containing information solely as to transactions or experience. Hold on now. See? Yeah. Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include information solely as to transaction. What is the payment history? The transaction. Ah, my guy. So okay. if your transactions are not included in your consumer report, where does the late payment come from? If Congress says your transactions are not included in the consumer report, okay. where is the late payment? Okay, so basically it's illegal from them to put previous transaction history there you in your go. credit report. Yet they do it. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got okay. The things you don't know that you don't know. Yeah, and this blows my mind because I'm going to take it to like maybe level like, I don't know, 801 at this point for those who are new to credit. But can you talk to us about the transactor versus revolver? All right. So because I think that's important to touch on because if you're sitting here telling me. I'm not telling you anything. He just read the law. (laughs) Helping me break down what the hell. Carter read it out loud. Okay. And my mind goes to the uh, credit reporting companies are making changes, right? Like there's multiple uh, scores that you can get. We're going to get there. So this is what we're leading up to right now. That's a great question. Hold it just for a minute. So yeah. we're, we're leading up right there right now. So people think that the consumer report and the FICO score is the same thing. They are not the same thing. You just read Congress's definition for the consumer report. At no point in time did it mention a FICO score in there. It is not a part of it. So if you comprehend the consumer report, the consumer report is needed to generate the FICO score. The FICO score is not needed for your consumer report. Control the narrative on the report. You control the score. It is a simple formula, but you got to master their words. Consumer report does not include transactions between consumer and the person making the report. Remember, we spoke about the definitions earlier. Yeah. Tell me now, look at that and tell me what the word person means. Just click on it. Oh, yeah, what you said. Uh, The term person means any individual partnership, corporation, trust, estate, cooperative association, government or government to subdivision or agency or other entity. Mm, what does the word consumer mean? An individual. Oh, so it's only a person. Okay, got you. Got, you, got so you. Let's put the piece down. Now we got all the pieces of the puzzle. I want you to reread number two and then go straight to one. So I slowly, slowly. All right, so no, okay, number two. Mm-hmm. Okay, except as provided in paragraph, the term consumer report does not include. It goes straight to one, right? Yep. Report containing information solely. Report and- containing information. So that's your report you're talking about. Your report containing information on what? Um, solely as to transactions or
your experiences between the consumer, the individual, and the person, the entity, individual, corporation. whatever, corporation. You Fargo, your Bank of America, your Capital One. Gosh, you're making the report. Okay. See, now it's crazy. Now I understand what I'm reading. Now you comprehend what. And now, now I comprehend what I'm reading. Right. Yeah. So yeah. now it's the same thing you just read five minutes ago. Right, 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 right. What's right. different now? Um, I, I, I comprehended it and because I understand every word in that sentence. Definitions now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy, man. Like I've I've heard people talk about credit and getting stuff off and deleting, but I've never had anybody break it down to have you understand what the report is. You know what I'm saying? This is why mentorship is so important. This is why my mentorship is so important because we're breaking the words down. No, you know for a fact. No, nobody. There's nobody that apart from Congress changing that law. Ain't nobody can tell you that there should be a late payment. You just literally read their law. That is their law. Their language. Okay. So how do you make that argument? You just build a letter. Okay. Okay. Because if Capital One has a late payment on me, hey, Capital One, you're reporting this account as late. Well, I've come to the comprehension that according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, 15 USC 1681A2A1, Congress clearly states, except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include reports containing information solely as to transactions or experiences with the consumer and the person making the report. So let me break this down to you. Exclusion means this, not a part of, not, not, um, oh, that word, not include, not include means it's not in there. Congress says my transactions or experience, dude, your experience is the line of credit. If you got a hundred K, that's your experience, the amount of credit you're using at any given time, that's utilization. So if Congress is telling you that your payment history, your transactions, payment history, transaction, payment history, same thing. Experience, utilization is not included in your consumer report. Your FICO score model is made up of five parts. Payment history, utilizations, those two make up 65%. So if you can control 65%, how easy it is for you to build an 800. Okay. So, I mean, I I, I love this, man. I think it's going to empower people to actually take action. I think people don't take action because they they, they fear what they don't know or they feel what they don't understand, you know what I'm saying? Because of lack of information. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is this is huge, man. This is huge. I, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I feel more confident already. And I only read like one section. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so imagine. So, go ahead. Quick question. So, if excited. I want to make, and I'm excited too, and I'm trying. Y'all see this? I'm trying to process all of this. <sighs> so, if I go to Capital One, using your example, I go to Capital One. Do I have to write them a letter, or yes. can I call them? Nope. So this that's great. Now, so now we're leading into that seven-figure payout talking about. So no, <clears throat> everything in writing. If you call, what record do you have that you spoke to them and that you put them on notice? This call is being recorded for quality assurance. Uh, yeah, but they, they control that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you record the call on your side? Probably not. Tell them that you recorded them and you see how quick they are. <laughs> Really? Try it. <laughs> okay, good. So. Okay, so 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 keep it in writing. So you have so you have the um, trail. Yeah, paper trail. Okay. So now what you know is what you can prove, right? So now I'm putting you on notice that the information you are furnishing is incorrect. The next thing I want you to look up for me is 15 USC 1681 S2. Go ahead, King. Um, my, so my phone just died. Jacqueline, you have to look, look, look this on my phone. Oh, your phone's recording. Uh, <laughs> no. so look, this is how it goes. Okay, y'all. 
on here getting a sneak peek mm-hmm. into what's going on. So, should we cut the sneak peek so I can? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. see, I want him to read it. Because people might think I'm over here reading from something. That's why I want you're on the other side of the world. We'll yeah. wait to go get a charger. We'll just drop some gems until you go get your charger. No, I, I, I got my charger right here. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. Yeah. So Here's that's something. fine. Okay. So, so quick question while he's ahead. doing yeah. that. Is the yeah. word consumer report and credit report there interchangeable? Is no credit report. No. So that's a made up phrase. Yeah. Just like credit bureaus. There is no credit bureau. It's a false made up word. It's like, King, what's your name? Uh, Carter. Carter. If I started calling you Jerome, are you going to answer me? No. Okay. So when you call them credit bureaus, what do you think they need to answer you? By definition, Congress says they are consumer reporting agents. So if you gave them a name, do you think they're inclined to answer? If I started calling you Cheryl, will you be inclined to answer me? That's your name. Call me by my name. Put some respect on my name. You're telling us not to use the word credit report. Nope. Okay. Don't use credit, the word y'all, credit bureau. Yeah. Y'all, you know how I know this is real and he's not just making up stuff? Because when COVID hit, I was like, hmm, I know I'm going to have a lot of people who are interested in um deferring their payments, right? So I was like, let me call and see what happened. And I was like, let me test it on my own stuff. Let me call and see what happened. So I call up, I had Wells Fargo for one of my car loans at the time. So I call up Wells Fargo and you have to use a certain terminology with them, right? When COVID hit, you had to let them know, hey, due to COVID, I cannot make my payments. You had to use very specific vernacular. Mm-hmm. If you didn't use that language, they were not going to give you any breaks. They were like, yeah, nah, we, we, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. So you, I know that this is real, that you have to be very cautious of the words that you use. Gotcha. So we're going to delete the word credit report from our vernacular mm-hmm. and we're going to replace it with consumer report. Yep. That's what's in your definition. That's what's in your law. Like, I don't get why people want to use different words. Right. I just, it blows my mind. Why? Well, I get it. They don't study the definitions. I, I get it. And you hear everybody saying credit reports. So guess what? I'm going to jump on the bandwagon too. I'm going to call it a credit report. I'm going to call it a credit bureau. There is no such thing. Gotcha. Wait, so what's a credit bureau? There is no credit bureau. Okay, but if I use the word credit bureau to refer to experience, what should I call it? Consumer reporting agencies. Consumer. Oh, gotcha. It's up in their laws. That's what's in your definitions. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. So so we understand that. And we so we, you know, so send them the letter, use the use their vernacular against them so that they so that they have to and we will be forced to delete, not remove these things off your report. Your language. Right, right. Okay. okay. And if they don't, we're gonna get what happens when they don't. This okay. is where the seven-figure play is gonna come in. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So now look up 15 USC 1681 E B. E? E as in echo. E. Okay. And then go to B. It should speak on accuracy of the consumer report. Let's see. Yeah, accuracy of report. Whenever a consumer reporting agency prepares a credit bureau. No, it says consumer reporting agency. What did it say? Consumer reporting agency prepares okay, a consumer report. Yeah. 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 So, so okay. Prepares a consumer report, not a credit report, a consumer report. It shall follow reasonable procedures to assure maximum possible accuracy of the information. Yeah. Of the information concerning the individual about whom the report relates. Right. So now we're not done yet. We're running into the bag right now. Now I want you to get 15 USC 1681 S2. S2. Okay. S2. Okay. So what we just read. So hold on now. Let me do a separation real quick. What we just read was what Congress said are the responsibilities for the consumer reporting agencies. But where do they get the information from? They get it from somewhere, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the responsibilities of that someone who's furnishing that information. And that's where we are now at 15 USC 1681 S2. Okay. So, so 
start from prohibition, like the, the when or go ahead. It's big and bold right there. Okay. So look how they start off that section. What do they say? Reporting information with action. Oh, the first word that's oh, oh, what do you see? Oh, okay. Um, duty of furnishers of information to provide yep, accurate information. And what follows that? Duty of furnishers of information to provide accurate information. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have a duty to provide accurate information. What precedes that sentence? What's after that? Uh prohibition reporting what information. Wait, see, you keep running, King. I keep telling you. <laughs> all the gems. Prohibition. What does it mean to be prohibited to do something? Not allowed. You cannot do it. You are prohibited from leaving your home. You cannot leave. So you see how strong that section started out. Yeah. Accuracy, duty, prohibition. So if what you're saying isn't accurate, you are prohibited from saying it because you have a duty under the law to report only accurate information. Let's go. Let's get it. Reporting information with actual knowledge of errors. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Okay. A person what does shall that not mean. Let's see. You know this already. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is the individual parking. So got gotcha. This is a corporation or whatever. Yeah. A person shall not furnish any information relating to a consumer, the individual, to any consumer reporting agency, not credit bureau, consumer reporting agency, if the person corporation knows or has reasonable cause to believe the information is inaccurate. What did you get from? that now. Now, I actually think I'm understanding stuff now. So (laughs) the corporation cannot furnish any inaccurate information about the consumer to the consumer reporting agency if that corporation knows that it's false or it's, you know, has reasonable reasonable cause to believe the information is incorrect. Ah, inaccurate and incorrect, Mm -hmm. right? So now, how do they know that it's inaccurate? Or how do they know or have reason to believe that it's inaccurate? Your first correspondence. Yeah, exactly. That's why you send them the letter. You're going to send them the letter, get it notarized. See, people think that they have to send information or correspondences to the consumer reporting agencies. No, no, no. Who is reporting that information? The corporations. Let's go there. Capital One. One. Wells Fargo. Bank of America. Let's go to them first because they are under strict liability by law. Only accurate information is allowed to be reported. But I'm going to show you that what you're reporting is inaccurate because that's what the law says. The law didn't say if it's not mine. They say if it's inaccurate, incomplete, right? So now we're going to point point out their fraud. We know that a late payment is not included in a consumer report. So you reporting it is a violation of 15 USC 1681A2A1. We know this. So we're going to write a letter showing you that this late payment is illegal. But not only that, we're going to show you the section of the law that proves what we're saying. So with me putting you on notice now, you now know or have reason to believe that that information is inaccurate. What does the law say they got to do if it's inaccurate? They can't report it. So when you know this stuff, how can you not delete anything from your consumer report? That's crazy. It's, 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 it's a loop. It's a loop. It's a loop. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's game. Hey, y'all, man, it, 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 if y'all listen to this episode, y'all need to drop a review. This is game. Like, like you can't, now that you know this, you can't unsee this, right? Like, now that you know this, you have the power to take control of any credit situation that you're in because you know that it's illegal. You now know how to prove. You now know the steps you need to take to get it deleted. And you now have the confidence because you understand the law. And that's that's crazy. Bro, that's- you have all the power. You cannot unlearn the things that I teach you. There's no way you'll forever forget. You will never forget. So now we know, know that they have a responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And the law says they cannot report inaccurate information. Yes? Yeah. Now let me show you how to get paid now. So go over to 15 USC 1681 N. N as in November. Okay. Civil 
liability. I'm here. All right. Talk to me. What's there? Okay. Um, in general, any person who willfully fails to comply with any requirement imposed under this subchapter with respect to any consumer is liable to that consumer oh, in an amount equal to the sum of, well, wait a second. Okay. Any actual, <laughs> I'm like, let me talk in numbers. Hold on. Any actual damage is sustained by the consumer as a result of the failure or damages of not less than a hundred and not more than a thousand. Um, so that's the first part. We're going to get to the second part in a minute. Okay. Tell me what you just got from that first part. <clears throat> Basically, if any corporation is falsifying the evidence that they have under this chapter, they owe me, they're, they're liable and owe me money for any damages that I sustain due to this false consumer. Mm -hmm. How much? Um, a uh, hundred to a thousand dollars. What if I told you that's not the case? What if I told you it was actually more? It's more? You want to find out how? I mean, what's up? It's in the same thing you just read, but I'm going to teach you how to really read what you okay, just read. Ready? Yeah. Go back again. Read it over. Uh, let's see. Any actual damage is sustained by the consumer. Ah, uh, see, you, I keep telling you. I mean, I, was, I, I, I read fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we missed the gems. Okay. It says what? Any actual damages. Ah, what does that mean? Did you stop to think what that means? No, no. What's up? T no, nah, because we usually think of damage in, in terms of like physical damage that we can see. Yeah. So if we can't physically see the damage, yeah. how do we make sense All of right. it? So now, do you invest in real estate? Yeah. You're a real estate investor. Yeah. There's a deal coming up for $3.5 million. Oh, I see where you're going. Leverage man. your personal credit to gain funding for your deals because when you go to these hard money lenders, you need 3.5 to secure this deal, mm -hmm. right? So now they pull it up. There's a whole bunch of late payments on there that we know that it's illegal, shouldn't be there. <laughs> right. We send out all the correspondence. We told them that the late payments are there. We told them the law that says it shouldn't be there. We gave them an opportunity to cure because we told them that deleted from the consumer report. They did not. They came back and said the information was accurate. All right, bet. I went, I did my deal. My deal fell through. I couldn't close on the deal. I have a denial letter that I got denied based on 10 late payments on my consumer report furnished by this company. So I go get myself a consumer lawyer. This is what happened. Okay. What does civil liability say? Read civil uh, liability again for me. Any actual... Uh, any actual damages sustained by the consumer. Sustained by the consumer. As a result of what? Uh, failure. Uh, as a result of failure or damages of not less than a hundred and not more than a thousand. So start back from the top. Okay. And act, any actual damage is sustained by the consumer. Mm -hmm. You just got damaged. You lost that deal. Yeah. So you that can actually sue them. actual damage. That is called actual damage. So you telling you me. You just lost that deal. So you telling me. I'm not telling you nothing. Yeah. So the, no, law, the, the law is telling me that I can sue the company, Capital One, for instance, because I sustained actual damages, financial damages for not being able to secure this property. Read it again, and you tell me. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's what I, that's what I'm reading. So, how do you evaluate that? Do you get the? Can you sue them for the whole like the 3.5 million? Like, how do you? Goddamn right. That's crazy. It says actual damages. Okay. Actual okay. damages is the amount you just got damaged for as a result of the failure. This is crazy. But not only that. So we're at what 3.5? Yeah. Type in your thing right now. 15 USC 15. 15 USC 15. Yep. The debt collection practices. No, no, no. 15. USC 15 15 15 USC 15 okay where does it bring uh, okay yeah sues by person injured all right go ahead all right um amount of recovery prejudgment interest um except as provided in subject of uh, a subsection B any person who shall be injured in his business or property by reason of anything his forbidden. business or what property all right and yeah. you operate a real estate business yes yeah okay continue uh property by reason of anything forbidden in the antitrust laws may sue therefore oh in the in 
in the district court of the United States in district in which defendant residents okay found as an agent. So so it, no, it, no, you're missing a part. You're missing a specific part. What what what, what part? So keep keep on. You're reading. Reading. Okay. Uh, without respect to amount in controversy, and shall recover their their fold the damages by him sustained and the and the cost of the suit, including the reasonable attorney fees. But there's a part you didn't mention. It's in there. It says three folds. Did you not see that part? No, I didn't see that, but... Let's reread it. I'm going to show you how to flip this 3.5. It's important that you find your words. Read it again. You're going to see. Let me see. I'm trying to find it. Okay, here we go. So, um, any person who shall be injured in his business or property by reason of anything forbidden in the antitrust laws may sue, therefore, in any district court of the United States in the district in which the defendant resides or is found um, or has an agent with without respect to the amount in controversy and shall recover oh threefold the damages mm. okay can't leave that part out bro I'm not making this stuff up yeah. what is three times 3.5 million that is 10 what 3.5 10.5 10.5 million all right y'all there goes the seven figure play I'm not reading the more okay. comments off of y'all but that's a seven figure play right there okay so that's a seven figure play did y'all watch the new Spider-Man I haven't seen it yet not yet. Okay, me either. But I watched the old Spider-Man and I know the line, okay? The line is With to, great power comes great responsibility. That part. With great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. So what are we doing with this information that we just learned? You're the consumer. What do you want to do with it? Yeah, execute on it. You better execute on all this information. Success love what? Speed. Success love speed. Execute yeah. quick, baby. So are you telling me I need to go get late payments on my report? I'm not listening. Lane is not telling you what you should or should not do. You have to do what is equitable to you to the level that you comprehend and you can execute. But just know the rain is making some shit happen very soon. Okay. I just told you I don't have an 800 anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm going to leave that there. Okay, y'all. So Aren't we real estate partners, though? <laughs> <laughs> real estate was an example. It's any business. Yeah, yeah. That's just an example. New business partner. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I see you. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, hey, look, man. The rain has been coming, lacing y'all a game for the past hour plus, man. If y'all don't take action this information y'all be doing him a disservice so Durant, can you do us a favor before we wrap up this episode man can you let us the people know where they can find you if they want to learn more um social like you know about your mentors just to let them know where they can they can find you at man so all right there's a couple things that i did coming here right so i prepared ahead of time for this interview and i have three ebooks that i'm going to give away for 47 dollars right what yeah so i have for our people it's your special. Own. why not special. Uh, special people let's get it okay See, information changes compensation information changes situation and compensation. So if you have a manual to get out the mud, if you remain in the mud, that's really your fault. The excuse of, I don't know, everybody got $47. So if you want to remain in the mud right now, that's that's, that's on you. Mm. That's on you. you heard it. I'm not we giving it away for free. I'm not. Yeah, because we get, we get stuff away for, for free. People don't open it because they, they didn't pay anything. It has right? no value to them. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to make sure we add the link to the show notes. So um, I'm going to break down the three ebooks, right? right? It's a do for self, the educated consumer's guide to repair your own credit. That's going to teach you how to repair your own credit. It's going to give you the basic building blocks of what you need. Then there's a do for self, a lender's guide to getting your own approval. It tells you where banks are pulling from, what banks pull from where, what credit score is needed. And then I have the do for self, a guide to deleting your own bankruptcy. A lot of people have bankruptcies now due to what happened in the last two years.
here. Now you can learn how to delete your own bankruptcy. All three books are valued at $1,040. And I'm giving it to your audience for $47. Mm, well, we appreciate that. We do. We, we, and like, no, I appreciate that. Like, like we giving you the information. Like, you got to do your part. So I don't give people fishes anymore. I teach you how to fish. You give a man a fish, he eats for the day. You teach a man how to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. Very Jamaican. Uh, very true. Not, yeah, I'm not in the business of giving people fish no more. Yeah. Not because mm. they're going to come back to you tomorrow for another fish. Mm. Yeah. But if I take the time right now and teach you how to fish, you will learn it, but then you can teach everybody in your family how to fish. I love group economics. If there's a family of 10 and one person make the investment in themselves, learn what I'm teaching. Bring it back to the family. Fix everybody's profile. Position everybody's profile. They run a credit card sequence and got up to 100K. It's 10 people, 10 credit cards each. 100K in total. Multiply by 10. 10 times 100,000. Go ahead. It's how that's much? a million bucks, King. That's a, that's a million bucks for your family. Come on. It's a million bucks for your family. Come on. That's, 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 that's real melanin money generational wealth right there. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, man. I enjoyed today's episode, y'all. Like, I learned a lot. Like, I've, I, again, I've spoken to a lot of people talking about consumer reports, credit reports. I've never learned more in an interview than I learned in this last hour, man. Sure. I, I, I just want to let you know I appreciate you, King. We appreciate you for blessing our audience with this interview. And uh, and we'll make sure we put everything in the show notes so they can find you and grab your products, man. Yeah, so um, my Instagram handle, um, the underscore credit underscore hero. On Facebook, the Rain De Levante. On Clubhouse, the De Levante. I'll send y'all all the social media links so y'all will be able to put them in the bio. Uh, you can post them on Instagram. We'll go on live together. We'll share the information because people need, listen, as a man think it in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. The mind shift, the mindset shift needs that you cannot have an 800 credit score with a 500 credit score mentality. It does not work. Fire. Fire. All right, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. With a broke mentality. How? Look up and marry somebody rich. <laughs> you know what happens when that person leaves you? Yeah. Single, <laughs> Jacqueline, <laughs> anything you want to tell the people before we wrap? Hey, we appreciate, we appreciate the rain. Like, I don't know what I want to tell y'all. I want to tell y'all, listen to this episode again. Yeah, know? yeah. Listen to the episode, take the value, man, and put it into action. And we'll see you all next episode. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.